Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. This is hour number two of the early line. We are live right here on Sports Grid on a Tuesday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Donnie Wrightside, and we're going to talk a little bit about World Cup 2022. Before we get to today's action, I do want to mention yesterday two of the top teams advancing, both Brazil and Portugal. Brazil, the favorites, at plus 210. I know I know you're staring at the futures market. I know at some point you're going to jump in on a, on a plus price out there. Are you interested in just backing the favorite in Brazil? Portugal's 11 to 1. Anything in between? Yeah, it feels like that's the way you should go. And it actually feels like a decent price still at that 2 to 1 price point for the, for the Brazil squad. France, impressive. Spain, impressive. There's so many teams. And again, it's a one-off now coming into it. It's not best of three anymore. There's no group stages. It's the knockout stage coming up. And if you want to just put the most talent on the field that you can, it does make sense. It's probably Brazil. I think for me, if, if I'm sure plenty of folks have their pre-tournament futures. I always love to see what happens when the bracket gets set. Because then maybe you grab one side of the, you know, you yep. grab a, a team from each side of the bracket with all the plus money that's going to be there, and you start to really figure some things out. Also, just a quick update as well, because another team that advanced was France. Kylian Mbappe, plus 220 to add the golden boot, had a brace in their last game, three total goals now within the tournament. The second option there, Lionel Messi, uh, has two. Same exact amount for Richarlson as well. Four games today, including one of the biggest games in the history of the U.S. men's national team as they look to advance to the group stage of the World Cup. Let's get some help from friend Simon Borg from Sporting News here to talk about today's matches. Group B at the 2022 FIFA World Cup, the one that has England and the USA, that's decided on Tuesday. And all four teams, that includes Wales and Iran, they're still in the running to qualify to the knockout rounds. We're going to look at how both games could play out and what it could mean for the final standings. I'm Simon Borg of the Sporting News with your World Cup update. So going into the final group games, England are top with four points, Iran right behind with three, USA with two, one for Wales. As things stand, it would be England going through as group winners, Iran going through as runners-up. But Tuesday's games can obviously change that picture. Let's take each game one by one. 
England versus Wales. England, heavy favorites, and the odds tell the story. It would take something extraordinary for Wales to beat England. There's a golf in talent here, and Wales have looked poor 75% of the time during this World Cup. Plus, England are motivated to win this game because they want to finish first to avoid the Netherlands in the round of 16. So if England win this game, they'll have locked up first place. Moving on to the other game, USA versus Iran, and this is a more even matchup. The USA are the favorites, but this is how this game is going to go. Even a draw should be enough for Iran to get through as long as the Wales miracle doesn't happen. And because of that, Iran will be sitting back, USA pushing the game, and Iran trying to hit on the break. The USA don't enjoy these type of games. They do better when they're the underdog. I think all the factors will play against a young U.S. team. And Iran simply have nothing to lose. Everyone expected them to finish bottom of the group. Making the next round would be like winning the World Cup. So I expect Iran to do just enough to come away with the result. And if you buy into this, the double chance Iran to win or draw, that's at interesting odds. And if you're still not buying any of this, check out the odds to qualify from Group B. And you'll see that Iran and USA, pretty close. So maybe England to finish first, Iran second, not as far-fetched as you might think. Great stuff there from Simon. Our radio audience is here on a Tuesday morning as well. The early line on Sirius XM channel 159. As he laid out there, uh, DRS, just a monstrous, monstrous game between USA and Iran. USA on this triple money line, minus 105 need a win here to advance. I thought it was great stuff that he brought up because we're always looking for the handicapping angles, Kevin, as opposed to just being fans and saying, hey, go Team USA at this point. One team that's probably sitting back going, hey, 0-0-1-1, this is perfect, while the other side goes, we must win this match. And if you're looking for Team USA here to score goals, it ain't going to work if they don't score any goals here, Kevin. So obviously maybe an anytime goal score on the U.S. market makes some sense. But also, as we take a look at some of these World Cup daily specials, a lot of these pertain to who needs to score goals and how many goals you can get to tack on. But if we we have maybe a side or two, Kevin, that's not really interested in the game. That could be the downfall or maybe a handicapping edge that you need. Yes, yeah, so two numbers then that interest me on the USA side today, aside from just their money line, over one and a half goals, which, again, if they get one, it's not – I know everyone's going to be like, oh, they're just going to sit back themselves. They're going to yeah. need that second because – you're up one nothing the whole way, and then just what happened with the Wales game, penalty, 1-1, you run out of time. It's plus 250 for two USA goals. I know easier said than done. It's a big number. But how about this? Again, based off what Simon said, the USA to have 15 total shots. If Iran is going to sit back and just welcome in all kinds of pressure, it could set up favorably there for the United States to attack and pepper them on goal again this is a group that not only gave up that gave up six goals to england so the usa could score england today as he's laid out huge favorite over wales minus 220 in the earlier games that are at 10 a.m qatar against netherlands netherlands minus 470 ecuador senegal closer numbers there ecuador needing just to draw to advance out of this group great stuff all in all excited to continue to watch the world cup play out quick break we're right back SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live right here on SportsGrid. Today, the college football playoff committee will unveil a very, very important set of rankings. I don't even think a skeptic like yourself, Donnie, could disagree uh, that this today has a lot of importance here heading into conference championship weekend. A lot of people believe that Georgia's in with a loss. I agree. Michigan's in with a loss. I agree. TCU, some people think that. Others don't. The reason that this, though, Donnie, is so important is two teams, Ohio State and Alabama. The Right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, both listed with odds to make the college football, or to win the championship, excuse me, to win the championship. Ohio State is 10 to 1. Alabama is 40 to 1. They have odds for Bama to make it. It's over 10 to 1. How about Ohio State, Donnie? Just minus 102. However, these odds would take a massive, massive swing if tonight's committee dropped Ohio State underneath Alabama. Both of those teams are done for the season. Whatever the committee goes with tonight for those two teams has to then stick on the final weekend. Now, this is also why I come in and say, okay, this TV show, this is when it actually should start, Kevin, is this week, when there's only technically a week left in the season to let people know where they stand. And to your point here, You know me. I love conspiracy theories. I love to get people talking. But you would need to fire the committee the minute the TV show came on if Alabama is ranked ahead of Ohio State. Now, hear me out. The SEC by far is the best conference, Kevin, in the land. There's no question in my mind of that. But the SEC gets the benefit of the doubt when both teams have ties. You want to have an SEC team with a tie with a Pac-12 team, with a Big 12 team, with a Big 10 team? Of course they get the nod. But you just can't take away a single loss and compound it and say, oh, you know, Alabama's the better football team, which I do agree with. 
But these are the rules that we play under here. There is no way that Ohio State rolls undefeated into its last game of the season, loses a game to another top five opponent, and you drop them behind a two-loss SEC team. It just can't happen in that fashion. But looking at the situation, it should be cut and dry. It should be tonight. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, one through four. But the fun is going to begin not after the show, but after this weekend. Because there are two legitimate teams in this, in number three, TCU, and number four, USC, that have the equivalent of pick them games, if you will, against their opponents here coming up in their conference championships. Georgia should be a walkover, Kevin. Michigan should be a walkover in the Big Ten championship game. But TCU and USC still have to fight, which leaves that door wide open. And I agree with the odds makers right now. As bad as Ohio State was exposed, it's not their fault, Kevin, that everybody behind them has two losses. Yeah, and that's the thing. If Oregon held on and beat Oregon State, I think as a two-loss Pac-12 champion, they might have had an opportunity to come in and crack the mix. If Clemson did not commit to DJU all year long, they might have had a chance to come in and crack the mix. Instead, they lose to South Carolina. The ACC has been dead for weeks. That's the reality of this. To your point, there are only six teams in the conversation Number seven, ten in the AP poll, okay? And But just to use that as a baseline, number seven, Tennessee, no more games left. Penn State, eight, no more games left. Nine, Washington, no more games left. What, three loss LSU going to crack the mix? What a shame that is for those that did jump on that LSU ticket because, boy, like, remember the controversy? Would they get in with a win? Obviously, they would get in now with a win, though, obviously, they blew that with their loss to Texas A&M. Three loss Utah. Three loss K-State. None of those teams would enter the conversation. I do want to ask you, though, quickly on TCU, because I'm tempted at the number. The no on them to make the college football playoff is plus 700. Mm. I, I think everybody views Ohio State as simply rooting for just a USC loss. I think Ohio State gets in over TCU if they lose their game to Kansas State, which would make the 7-1 to one number absolutely phenomenal. I think there's a long shot that Alabama could get in over TCU as well or do you think that the horned frogs are already in regardless of their saturday result no the, i don't think tcu is in automatically here i don't and the joke for me has been the past five weeks they're waiting for tsc to just to knock them out of the top 25 altogether put them behind a four loss team is what they want to do because if you're asking the television networks right now kevin hey by the way do you want to line up these top four teams to get some semifinals going Guess what TCU in there? You want Ohio State. It's real clear what that picture is going to be. So I do think if TCU loses, they are out, and Ohio State is going to gain that spot. And I love the look that you have because if you're looking just for TCU, if one of those two teams loses, Ohio State's in. So you're getting a 7-1 shot on two teams losing. And again, Kevin, we're not talking about I need the miracle. Remember my LSU ticket? Like, hey, 50-1. to 1. 
Well, it was 50 to 1 because not because they're going to make it in. They got to beat Georgia to get in. That's why it was so tough here. We're not looking at that. We're looking at basically two, three point spreads on the other sides of some of these conference championship games where if one of them falters, Ohio State is going to get in. Now, if I want to hijack this real quickly here, shout out to Penn State. Shout out to Penn State where they're winding up. James Franklin, what an absolute thief out here. You have an easy schedule, it seems like, every single year. You played two tough teams. They hammered you. You beat everybody else. Like, Penn State is a team that winds up in the top 10, but at no point during the season do you ever say to yourself, hey, Penn State could win the national championship or make the college football playoff. What a steal that guy's got going on at Penn State. Penn State is not kidding one of the most important teams of the college football season. Because when one loss Ohio State compares itself to yeah. to yep. Alabama, they go, hey, yeah, we beat Penn State. That's better than anything you've done. And by the way, that's correct. Their win over Penn State yeah. is better than anything TCU has done. Honestly, it is. So, and it's and it's a huge Michigan. It, it doesn't really matter, but Michigan has a legitimate case for number one in the country, and and that has to do with beating both Ohio State and top ten Penn State. A pair of top 10 wins. All of it's just, which is more than Georgia has. By the way, let me sneak this in here quick. Heisman. Caleb Williams is minus 3,000. Obviously, if he wins, he is winning. The, if, they, if he beats Utah, he's going to win this whole thing. But he's minus 3,000. They're about a minus 150 favorite to win that football game. So the idea is he already has this wrapped up. I don't know if Max Duggan can catch him. CJ Stroud. Obviously not. Stetson Bennett, hilarious to price that number. Here is the guy to me, Donnie, that should still have odds. Unless they've already confirmed that he won't play again this season, but have not seen that confirmation. Blake Corum. If Blake Corum plays against Purdue and is healthy enough to run wild, 125, two touchdowns, I would think he deserves the Heisman Trophy then, over Caleb Williams if Caleb Williams lost. Am I crazy? A little bit crazy because also we're trying to take a look at that close to 70-point total here coming up in that championship game for USC as they take on Utah. He's going to put up numbers regardless if they win or lose, and I think he's already a shoe in at this point. It's a shame that you would have been right mm -hmm. if Corum had played last week and was healthy against Ohio State and, I don't know, had 89 yards in a touchdown. I might be buying into it, but it was a non-factor last week with an injury and probably this yeah. week as well. I, I will say I, I do feel horrible for Blake Korenbackers. If I told you they got to the Ohio State game unbeaten and Ohio, and one of the Michigan running backs goes for 22 to 16 yeah. and two, and they <laughs> win that game by 21 points, you're like, oh, man, pay me, pay me, pay yeah. me. Unfortunate, it did not work out. We'll take a look at some of the next week lines in the National Football League coming on up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some big games coming up here for week 13 in the NFL. Uh, one of them is a headline for... All the wrong reasons, realistically. Deshaun Watson's return against his former team. It is incredible that this is how it has all played out here. They're a seven-point road favorite. I will get. I will ask you what you expect from Watson specifically, what you will do with this line. My first question to you, though, is, because obviously the Texans are, are a nightmare. They held their opponent scoreless in the second half and still... Ended up not covering a two-touchdown spread just two days ago. This line is minus seven Cleveland on the road. What do you think this number would be if it was still Jacoby Brissett starting? It's such a good question to ask here, too, because you're also dealing with a Cleveland team that's not hovering around 500, probably not making the playoffs. It has to, man. Cleveland on the road, I would probably say it's less less than a touchdown, yes. Again, I don't know if it'll be as low as four and a half. Put it this way, though. Any quarterback should be at least favored by seven points. I'm not even noticing that we might even be getting like a Deshaun Watson bump, even though I'm trying to say like six, right? What's the bump? One point here on Watson? Like the way the Texans have played, the only team football, and, and I always joke about this, but I'm quite serious at times. You look at Houston Texans, the only team for me that doesn't play to the scoreboard or time. They're so bad that they're still trying to crank it. Like, did you watch the second half against the Miami Dolphins? Like, cranking up the running game down 30 points because they're just looking to get out of there and not get embarrassed any further. So it's always hard to handicap that team as they want to play and play into the game. But I got to tell you, I don't know if there's any bump here at the seven. Like, it's not like, hey, Aaron Rodgers healthy is worth 11 points to the Green Bay Packers. I'm not so sure this line changed maybe one point with Watson coming back. So the, the tough thing now for Houston, so they get their first win of the season, they beat the Jags, right? A ridiculous win. Since then, they've played six games, obviously an underdog in all of them, and they have lost all of them by a touchdown or more, and their only cover was against the Eagles at home mm-hmm. on a Thursday night, catching 14, they lost the game by 12, And people were like, oh, that's like the worst the Eagles have played all season, which at the time I think it was basically true. The Texans are a complete disaster. To your point, right, if it was Jacoby Brissett under center, what would the idea of the game be? They're going to hand the ball to Nick Chubb 30 times. He's going to run for 182 touchdowns, and they'll win this game going away. So now the other part of this, what do you expect from Deshaun Watson? Again, I, you know, and, and I'm sure all of you are, are more than aware of this, but in case we've forgot, this isn't just Deshaun's first game of the season. Deshaun Watson 
has not played football now since January 3rd, 2021. I mean, we are flirting with a near two-year absence for Deshaun Watson. And it's a weird environment as well, of course. The, like the, His first game back being in Houston is just uh, unbelievable. What do you expect from Watson in this game? Let's put our handicappers think cap on and think outside the box here because you're right. This isn't Deshaun Watson parachuting in from a one-game suspension where he was playing like the MVP that we think his capabilities would be. This guy that's been away from football for a long time. Back in the building for a few weeks, I get it. He was there during training camp. Okay, I understand. But he hasn't been in a game situation for a long time. But the other side of me says, now look, you trade. This is your guy in Cleveland now, right? Your entire franchise surrounded this guy, and you're trying to insulate him. Don't listen to any of the outside stuff here. You're our guy. You're our franchise guy. 250 million bucks. We love you. What an asset to the community. This is what Cleveland's been saying since they've acquired Deshaun Watson. But now he goes into play Houston. This isn't as if, Kevin, he's going to be the home starter in a meaningless game against the Arizona Cardinals. Let's see what you do. There's going to be a lot of focus. And also, you have to understand with Deshaun Watson himself, this is big. He hated that organization. He thought Tooth and Nail was playing safety on third team scout team just to do a couple things during practice because he wanted nothing to do with the team. Team meetings, he actually left the building and went home while he was still part of that franchise, who, by the way, paid him just to stay home for that year as well before they traded him. This means a lot for him. So if I'm Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator slash head coach here, the Cleveland Browns, what do I want out of this game? 37 carries and a win? from Nick Chubb, and hey, look at that. We won 17-10 to 10 over Houston. Job well done putting him back in the system. No, it feels to me like they do want him to show out a little bit. Three touchdown passes, two touchdown passes, 65 yards in the ground. Here's what you guys are missing. This is why we traded for him, and oh, yeah, we're going to stomp you 27-3 to 3 in this football game for, you know, for the good graces of you sending him over to us. That's what has been tough because if the handicapper me goes, hey, Donnie, Get a couple games into Deshaun Watson to see what you have, but also the outside thinking of the box saying, now wait a second here. He's not coming in, Kevin, to throw 11 passes in this game as they just run the clock out with a seven-point win. That's just not the way it feels right. for me. No, I, I, I have to agree. He, I don't know if, it's kind of, again, it, it's all very weird, but Deshaun Watson, during his rookie season, his final four games before tearing his ACL had thrown 16 touchdowns in those four games. And people were like, uh, is he the MVP? It was his rookie season. When he left the game, he led the NFL in passing yards that season and was viewed as a top five quarterback in football. No one's going to talk about the Cleveland Browns going on some crazy run here at four and seven, right? Part of the reason that they're terrible is actually not Jacoby Brissett, but it's the fact that this football team has somehow uh, put out a defense that is one of really the worst in the NFL, which is surprising with all of the talent that is out there. But this is why they come off like a very difficult team to figure out because all of the sudden, potentially a top five quarterback who averaged 300 passing yards per game the last time we saw him, just enters the fold. Very interested to see where his props check in as the season goes on. I want to get to Kansas City 
and Cincinnati. It's one of two unbelievable games, the other being San Francisco-Miami. The reason I highlight, though, Bengals-Chiefs is, one, same conference, two, some health updates that are very important to this game. Jamar Chase is expected to play. You've mentioned Joe Mixon looking uh, like he might be able to get out of concussion protocol. Cincinnati is a two-and-a-half-point home underdog. It is a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. Big-time total, 52-and-a-half. Just early thoughts as you see this game, the importance of Jamar Chase likely being available for it. I love it. I, I love the Cincinnati Bengals' chances in this game. And this might be a showdown of what you might see in the playoffs where these two teams might meet up. But this is what we were waiting for for the Bengals. You know, sort of that malaise coming off of a Super Bowl loss here and maybe not playing as well early on, getting a little bit of bad breaks here with some injuries. But they should be full go this weekend. And Joe Burrow, that was a gutsy win against the Tennessee Titans last week without your top running back and top wide receiver to go in and beat a Tennessee team that I believe had won seven of eight games coming into that. So you're coming in riding high, and you know the Kansas City Chiefs are in town because also from a Chiefs perspective, they're not looking at their own division going, hey, we already wrapped it up. We're going to make the playoffs. We get a high seat. No, they need to keep their their pedal to the metal in this to try to stay away from the Buffalo Bills regaining that chance because keep in mind, the Bills beat the Chiefs early in the season, which means if they end up with a tied record, which it probably will be if the Chiefs drop this game, the advantage goes back to the Buffalo Bills. And you probably would see on the FanDuel Sportsbook a changing of the guard on Super Bowl champion odds, you know, conference odds at that point here. But I got to tell you here, I got a good feeling about the Cincinnati Bengals. And take out for me where I'm rooting on the Buffalo Bills and I want the Chiefs to lose a game. If I'm even an honest capping effort in this one, I think Cincinnati as an underdog priced here at two and a half at the FanDuel Sportsbook is a pretty good price. Now, it opened up at three and was quickly bet lower. I would not be surprised if this game goes to even two or maybe one and a half. Once you get some of that injury news where Joe Mixon is cleared and Jamar Chase is coming back, I think Cleveland gives, excuse me, Cincinnati gives them all they can handle in this football game. And I think they beat the Chiefs. You know, it is, for Jamar Chase, hard to overstate just how fantastic a football player he is. And trust me, they know in that Kansas City locker room. Last year, regular season, 11 catches, 266 yeah. yards, and three touchdowns in the regular season win. Had six for 54 and a touchdown in the AFC Championship game. The... Cincinnati Bengals are a team that I am high on. You know that. I've said this to you. I think they're the fifth best team in the NFL. So a, a home dog at that rate is difficult. This, though, is where it's almost a role reversal for you and I. When Buffalo played Kansas City and the Bills were a two-and-a-half-point favorite, I told you the number is terrible. It's unforgivable. That can't be the number. You're like, I don't really care. They're going to win the game. So it is what it is. And they did. This is kind of how I feel right now. Mahomes has been always phenomenal in the revenge spot, the, 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 the stick-it-to-someone spot, the, you know, the pissed-off version of Pat Mahomes is what we label it. They blew that AFC Championship game, no other way to say it. They were up 21-3. to Remember, they couldn't get the touchdown when the final seconds of the first half, which would have made it 28-10. to They blew that game. I am struggling to bet against Mahomes underneath the field goal. Pro boy, boy, do I wish they hung a really bad number, Donnie, and made it three and a half here. But I also do respect Cincinnati a ton. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal game. 
No, it is, and it's going to be fun to watch out. And I've always said this, the hardest team for me to bet probably in professional sports against, it's got to be the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. It's got to be. Though it's very easy when they lay two touchdowns because even though they ended up covering that number narrowly last week, boy, they didn't really deserve it. All right, we'll be right back here on NBA Stuff. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Flying through hour number two right here on the early line. It's Donnie and Kevin, and it's time to break the monotony of talking about the NFL and get to the NBA hard court. And a team that we always seem, Kevin, to talk about daily, that is the Brooklyn Nets. Last night, a 109-102 win over the Orlando Magic to improve now, Kevin, to 11-11 on the season. The big three still intact, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. No changes made to the lineup, but also some differences now on what we're going to find some of these lineups moving forward. As Ben Simmons only played a few minutes, going 0-3 from the field, not scoring, with some knee inflammation, but as always, This team is a ride or die with Kevin Durant. If he feels like he's on one, good luck trying to stop him. Yeah, look, for the Brooklyn Nets, I I think maybe more important than anything is how different the vibes feel around this basketball team. Not all that long ago, it felt like it was more likely that Kevin Durant would request a trade than Kyrie Irving would return uh, and be in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. Kyrie is back. KD is playing fantastic basketball. Legitimately belongs in the MVP conversation if you're willing to have it with teams that don't have the greatest of records. And I think this Ben Simmons injury, I know you're going to think this is a big-time spin, but I'm honest. I actually feel like this is another positive sign of where we are with the Brooklyn Nets. Because, again, remember less than two weeks ago, we came in, it was like four Brooklyn Nets headlines, all of them more damning than the next. And it was, yeah, the front office is getting tired of Ben Simmons. Injuries, they don't know if he's ever going to play again. Maybe he hates basketball. And instead, it's, man, that's, that's a shame to lose Ben Simmons. 
He's been playing so well, and hopefully he's not out for any legitimate length of time because this team needs him. That is a legitimate turn from how we were evaluating Ben Simmons, it felt like, for so long. He had put together a six-game streak of double-digit points, starting to hit a couple of double-doubles. I know the last game he had only scored two points, but he had 12 rebounds and eight assists. It feels like Ben Simmons has turned a corner for Brooklyn. Durant is playing at an MVP level. They are still home for their next five games in a row. I don't know who built this Brooklyn schedule. They've already played two straight at home, but they're home for five more consecutive games. They have a chance to get above 500 and stay above 500. Hopefully, Ben doesn't miss a lot of time, but I think you would have to agree, Donnie. The vibes here in Brooklyn, the water feels a lot calmer than it did just a couple of weeks ago. No, it does. And I, I want to get back and rehash this point, which is one of my favorite points over the summer. And sometimes you can equate it to different sports. I always used to joke about the Yankees and the Mets. Like when DeGrom a few years ago, it looks like they might be on the move and try to trade him. And the Yankees go, what? Clint Frazier? You better add. We, you know I mean? We need more than DeGrom for Clint Frazier or Miguel Andohar. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? This is an all-time level performer here. You're not going to want to trade one of your younger pieces to, which reminds me of like the Miami Heat. And when Kevin Durant goes, I want to be traded. And that's fans, or excuse me, Heat fans go, Man, we're not giving you a ban out of Bayou for Kevin Durant. Are you crazy? Or how about the Phoenix Suns? A couple bench pieces and maybe, oh, we're not giving that up. Why would we ever do that for Kevin Durant? My goodness. He drops 45 last night. Just real quick, Kevin, talk about if Kevin Durant comes out tomorrow and goes, you know what? It's just not working out. I want to be traded. The teams like the Heat and the Suns then go, oh, you're not giving up Bam Adebayo again. You're going to take Tyler Hero off us or something like that. Where is his trademark right now? Trade market right now? If he decides he wants to be on the move, it feel and there were some reports around this. It, it, it's as if it took Kevin Durant to play ten games and the whole league went, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> remember what are we doing?" Yeah, oh, the, the whole yeah. we had a chance to bring in one of the anywhere from three to seven best players in the NBA and change the entire landscape. And it's not like Miami's 10 and 11, right? Okay, that's super frustrating. But it's also a Boston Celtics for me. The Celtics are 17 and four, and I'm sure plenty of people that they don't even need KD. Yeah, but imagine if they had him. They would be like plus 150 to win the NBA championship right now, Donnie. Jason Tatum is the third best odds to win MVP. And imagine he was playing alongside Kevin Rand. I don't, I hope, or, or let me guess, well, they probably wouldn't be as good with Kevin Durant. You don't actually think that, do you? Because you, you know that's crazy, right? This is ultimately a situation where if it, because the thing with Brooklyn is I'm not naive enough to think that it can't go wrong before we get to the deadline. And if it does, Remember when Kevin Durant, the, the, the first, the trade request broke. And if you remember, the first report from Woj, more than half the league is called on Kevin Durant. And then somehow Kevin Durant didn't get traded, despite the fact that 20 teams had hit the Brooklyn Nets line. Yeah, 29 teams will be on the phone. Danny Ainge will be like, yeah, we're not tanking anymore. Here's, here's Larry Markin and all of our Utah picks as they'll start to try and figure it out. Yeah, back in like with Memphis, like Desmond Bain, you're not getting Bain for Durant. What are you crazy? We need more than we throw in Ben Simmons on there, Kyrie Irving along with it. It's crazy yeah. how an ultimate superstar who performs night in, night out, and we were questioning if not you could get like an extra first round pick for the guy in 2027. <laughs> it's amazing how it works out. But let's talk about another team, which amazing how it works out. Maybe not for the Lakers last night at home. 
116-115. You might look at that and be like, hey, Pacers, decent on the season, came in 11-8, and eight, and on there, what did you want to happen? Well, not blowing close to a 20-point fourth quarter lead that, that they had yesterday, which if I read it correctly, Kevin, the last team in NBA history to be up 17-plus points in the fourth quarter and lose was the Los Angeles Lakers. That's a devastating outcome because you had this game. Yeah, they sure did. Um, see, the problem is with a loss like this, right? You're, it's, it's very tempting to start pointing fingers. Russ started taking some bad shots the closer this game was getting. People were mad that Dennis Schroeder was on the court. Anthony Davis going from 38 a game. LeBron's back, and he's just now back to 25 a night. There's a lot of things you can point to. None of it should have mattered. You were up 17 at home in the fourth. You were up double digits, I believe, with four minutes to go in this game. And you lost. Now, I know you lost on a crazy play. I get it. Offensive, Long offensive rebound, swing pass, three at the buzzer. Nembhard makes it. You go down. It's a... It's an unforgivable loss, though, because the Lakers' season started so bad where it was them and the Houston Rockets competing for the worst record in the NBA that you can't lose games like this. This doesn't feel like a group that just says, hey, man, just pick ourselves up and let's go get the next one. Well, the next one's home against Portland. You're a dog. Then you're at Milwaukee, a dog. At Washington, dog. At Cleveland, Dog at Toronto, dog at Philly, dog mm. at Detroit. All right, there's a little breather. Then it's Boston, Denver, Washington, Phoenix. Do you get my point? This team can't lose games like this. This team cannot afford this at all. Reports again yesterday Lakers think they're just a couple of pieces away. Sure. And what are they going to trade to get those pieces? LeBron? AD? What, are they going to call the Pacers and try and get the, the Pacers are 12 and 8? They're going to call the Jazz? Who are they going to call? These teams are overachieving. It's it's a it's a last night on at the break they were up 6. I said they are a win away here from being a game back of a playing spot, 3 back, 3 back of the 5 seed and things will feel a little bit exciting. And somehow, one Andrew Nemhard three, and it legitimately feels like it is once again time to pull up the trade machine and send LeBron somewhere and AD somewhere. Spiraling out of control here. It's crazy because Lakers don't even have a good record, but you're right. The vibes sort of stay calm if you can win games. Like we're talking about the Nets just being a 500 team with that superstar power. Hey! Everything's fine over here. We're not panicking just yet in the situation. Let's take a look at some games tonight on the hard court in the NBA. Now, typically, I'd tell you, Kevin, hey, look at this matchup. How exciting. 11 and 10 versus 9 and 10. But what I've told you, it was the Warriors and the Mavericks, and both teams looking to be full go tonight. Superstar watch. How about this? Steph Curry, 31 points per game. Luka Doncic, 33 points per game. If we set the table for this one tonight, the Golden State Warriors actually have two wins now on the road. Last time, I believe we handicapped a Golden State Warriors road game. They didn't have any wins here. <laughs> yeah. Slight favorites, Kevin, minus one and a half here. Do they pick up their third road victory of the season with a nice healthy total of 228 and a half? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing as you kind of pull up a, a Warriors game, you see, you know, two and nine on the road. Wow, that's awful. The Dallas Mavericks are 8-3 and three at home this year. 
They are two eight and one against the number. Two not eight and one against the number. How is that possible? How how how, how is that possible? So this I is such a short line, though. In the game, I was like, that's impressive. No, yeah, yeah. no, that's the AT, that's the yeah, that's the ATS record there. <laughs> um, so yeah, 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 no, yeah. So they tied. Yeah, the game was so boring. They were like, let's just get out of here, man. This yeah, game stinks. Get off the court, but man. Get off the court. this is a this is a Mavericks team that's now lost four in a row. I got to tell you, I think you're getting some buy low here on Dallas. I really do. They've, they've, I know they've not covered, but they've won at home. Every, oh, Golden State's riding high. I got you. But this feels like an opportunity where the Mavericks can get right in their own building. The other thing to me to just take a quick peek at, though, is this total. The Golden State Warriors have been going absolutely wild on the offensive side. If you look at their last five games, one of them was with bench players, the Pelicans. So let's take their last four, 127, 124, 129, 137. I'd probably take a peek at the over here in this game as well, Donnie. Yeah, it seems interesting to try to let it play out here and see how it is because there is superstar power on that court. Which reminds me of a nice segue into the next game, Kev. Ooh, Clippers Trailblazers oh, yes, to end yes, the night yes, on a three-game yes, yes, slate. I can't. Dame is going to go yes. nuts here. The the, the claw is going to be out here. Paul George. Let me read you the estimated starting lineups tonight in this game between the Clippers and the Trailblazers. Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Amir Coffey, Marcus Morris, Ivica Zubac, and then flip it over here for the Portland Trailblazers. Anthony Simons, Josh Hart, Justice Winslow, Jeremy Grant, and Yusef Nurkic. What? Folks, 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 folks. <laughs> I don't know how many times we have to do this. This game isn't in here to give you a Blazers Clippers pick. Who cares? Man. All right? we'll, we'll, we'll do it later on Moneyline. How about that? I'll find you something. Tune in. 1 p.m. Eastern start time. We're going to watch the World Cup together. We'll get excited. Mm. This is about once again reminding you all that the worst futures bet you can make is betting on the Los Angeles Clippers to win the title, win the West. They are all awful bets. Oh, the Clippers, only if they're healthy. And you go ahead and tell me when that was. You, you go ahead and tell me when they were healthy. The, the, the answer, it ranges from never to when they blew a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. That's the range of answers that you can offer up here. I know they're deep. Boy, they better be because Kawhi never plays. And at this rate, if he retired, who could blame him? And Paul George is almost as injured as Kawhi. It just doesn't feel as bad because it's Kawhi who's the other guy in town. As usual, the Clippers never healthy. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. And those two teams need to listen up on who to start. But by the way, listen up on Sean Taylor. Come on, Commanders. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, final segment of the day right here for the early line on the Sports Grid Network Series XM Channel 159. Donnie writes out along with Kevin Wall, 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday, always powering through before we hand it off to the morning after and Ben Stevens and the rest of your Sports Grid programming day. Reviewed a lot in the NFL, also college football playoff talk really heating up, particularly tonight with the college football playoff show. And then we'll watch it play out over the weekend on Championship Weekend. A big week in the NFL for sure. But my goodness, I don't know how I missed what it went down on Sunday in Washington. But my goodness, the Sean Taylor quote-unquote statue? Listen up. I wish we had more than a few moments here to go over what took place down in the Washington Commanders home game this weekend, which was a victory. Sean Taylor was getting a statue. Love Sean Taylor since his Miami days. An unbelievable safety. Game changing in the NFL. Only played four seasons, but made two Pro Bowls and probably asking anybody. The talent was there to make the Hall of Fame. His life ended tragically too short. And of course, That legacy lives on with the Washington football team, the commanders, whatever you want to call them here. But let's not forget in 2021 when Daniel Snyder was getting himself into a little bit of hot water, comes out of nowhere four days before a game and says, we are going to retire Sean Taylor's jersey here at the game. So what do they do? Dedicated in front of a bunch of porta potties here, as well as the VIP 21 that was on the field. You were able to stand on that on the sideline, which was ridiculous there. Let's fast forward to this year. We're going to release a statue. They open it up, the unveiling. It's a coat hanger with a jersey and some cleats, socks, and pants. And let's not forget, it's a Nike jersey. It's Reebok pants and Adidas cleats here. And the best part of everything, the Washington Commanders actually said, hey, guys, don't worry. It's actually removable. So we build our new stadium in five years. We can bring this coat hanger with us. Disgraceful. Honor the man with a legitimate statue. Honor his legacy with your franchise. You don't just put a coat hanger with a jersey on it. Come on, commanders. Anyway, we're out of here. Stay tuned to the morning after coming up next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.